Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Trino Leaves Experience Episode 2. Welcome back. Uh, This week, we actually sat down with Rob Courtney of Little Elephant. Uh, That means a lot of things. Little Elephant uh, is a production studio. I made records for years. They also developed uh, Little Elephant Live, which is their multi-camera performance uh, video series on YouTube. And then recently, Little Elephant got into custom vinyl, um, actually being one of the more unique um, people really doing that in the entire country. Um, so I got to sit down with Rob, uh, talk about all those things. Uh, I got to go to his little uh, shed in the back of his house where he's doing all these incredible uh, things with vinyl. Um, we went to the studio space, which is just a house in uh, Northwood, and uh, just had a really good time with Rob, catching up and seeing you know, how he's really kind of carved his niche in the world and is really doing a lot of things on his own. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode two of the Trina Leaves Experience. The Trino Leaves Experience is made possible with support from Grounds for Thought, quality coffee since 1989 in Bowling Green, Ohio. You know, Grounds for Thought is really uh, a place I've spent the most time in over the years, certainly drinking coffee and consuming coffee beans. Uh, It's really a great place, not only for coffee, but Grounds for Thought has really supported the arts and the general community over the years, being involved with music, visual arts, and really just a sense of a place for people to hang out and feel like they're a part of something. Uh, if you really like coffee and you like supporting local business, go to groundsforthought.com today. You can order their coffee online and they'll deliver it right to your house. And that's anywhere. So Grounds for Thought Coffee. Coffee delivered. The Trina Leaves experience is also made possible with help from Augvents. Building community, connecting people, and events. Augvents is actually this really incredible app um, that I've actually uh, gotten involved with. And really what it is is it's a... Uh, It's an app that's looking to solve the problem of getting people out into events. And so it uses GPS technology and augmented reality um, to really be the quickest way to find out events in your area. I like to use the slogan, tap what's happening around you, and it's as simple as that. Open up the app, it immediately shows you where you're at, and you tap the event. Um, It's a really powerful tool and a really specific way to find out what's happening around you. So download the free app today. It's at the Apple Store and the Google Store. And we hope to see you out there in events in the future. All right, Rob, uh, welcome to the Trino Leaves Experience, episode two now. So got the first one out of the way. Nice. Uh, learned a lot. Cool, uh, thank you for having me. So I'm, uh, thank you for being here. I really appreciate uh, you stopping in here in downtown Bowling Green for a, a talk just about Little Elephant and just really you as well. That's kind of what, you know, you're kind of synonymous with Little Elephant. It's not just you. Obviously, there's some other people. Right. Um, the little background would like to do is kind of give a really short version of what I think you've done real fast and then we'll start going from there. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob is co-owner owner of little elephant, which makes records, which we've done a little bit of that with you all. We've recorded a song, you know, years ago. They also do little elephant live, which is a multi-camera YouTube series, hey, you which is been... recorded a song with us. And we've recorded a song with you the early day. I and mean, we were probably one of the first like oh God, 20 bands right. on there. It's still our most viewed, uh, video collectively, so thank you for oh, that. Oh, you mean the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember the video. I thought yeah, for yeah. some we recorded an actual song. No, like we did. That. No, Pity no. Bone. We did a song called Pity Bone with you guys. So like, we, we recorded a single. Yeah, we did like an EP. Like a regular song, like we were retracted? Yeah, we did a. EP. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, so, that's, so there you go, right? You guys, so you've done it quite a bit if you didn't remember that, but we did a song called Pity Bone. It was a one off. I do remember the song name when you say um, that, Pity Bone. I totally do remember that. We did an it EP. It would have been really early, huh? That was Man, probably like nuts. 2014, oh I would God. say like 14, maybe even been 13. Might have been 2013. It's slowly going back, and that's like, that's actually almost sad. <laughs> Just sad to like know that like memory is fading. But yeah, that's, I, that's weird, man. Oh, yeah, I remember now. I totally remember now. Yeah. Okay, never mind. We were, we were doing yeah. this. We were, <laughs> why it's kind of weird is like we did an EP where we did like three songs, but it did three different studios. It was like, yes, it, it was yes. like this weird little like <clears throat> weird collect, collection of stuff. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, we still had some of our. Right, still one of yeah. our, we did a music video for that, that one. Was, that one was before songs. we even did videos, I think. Right? Or did you guys come in after that? You know, I don't, that was after. Pretty soon after. It, I think it, it was okay. kind of one of those things where we came in, did a track, and then okay. we're looking for studios, and you guys I totally were on the map. Remember yeah. that now. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. You guys did the the three studios. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah. and then we've and now we've worked with you uh, making custom vinyl. So that's really a little elephant custom vinyl. So that's the third thing. So there's also you're also a musician. Uh, shitty neighbors, uh, miracle vitamins, and 
think that's it, right? There's uh, there's one that's uh, house tours. Like house also, tours, all right. I'm also playing in house, a uh, band called House Tours now, yeah. So, so that's my short one. So, yeah. so yeah, how you doing? Yeah, like good, what, what good, are you, you still doing a lot of that stuff, or like what have you been up to like over the last couple technically of years, doing right? all of that still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, everything has its own pace. It's uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in all all those bands still. Actually, the Miracle Vitamins have a full length recorded and everything's done we actually it was like done almost before the pandemic it was like almost done right before uh the pandemic kind of hit and we kind of just thought well it's like rather than i don't know it seemed like i don't know i feel like we we want to have a show to do to release it you know we tried that it's really it's a weird time to have a record i mean we put our record in was it march yeah you know and sort of we're like, okay, well, how do you even release this thing in a certain exactly. way? Exactly. You know? I feel like, you know, for a local band and stuff, it's like a lot of like the hype around something like that. When you're not like a, a, a band that people are like looking at, like, sure. you know, like waiting, like, like please yeah, come on guys. What, exactly. what do you got? It's come like, on. you know, let's have a show and like, at least like bring, you know, it feels like that's what we need to do. So we're kind of, we kind of just held on to it until like it all clears. Cause I don't know, like it, the that album, the Miracle Vitamins album, that is, uh, I mean, that's, I think it's going to be seven years after our last album, okay. so it's not really a big deal to wait like a couple more months. Sure, yeah, you yeah. Know, like, you can, yeah, you can be patient and be like, yeah. oh, we can wait. It's not, I mean, that's something that is nice about having a record sometimes that you don't feel pressure to put out because a lot of times you're like, all right, we're going to, you know, be hitting the road, playing shows. Like, it's usually like we got to do as fast as possible. Yeah it's rare to have that time to sit on something maybe yeah. in some ways there's at least that's been my experience. Most of everything we've done has been a little more just it's done. Like let's get it out as soon as we can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that band too is just my brother and I, and we both like have a total understanding of like just the idea that like it will come in its own pace no matter what. Yeah. And that's why it took seven years, you know, you know, he had uh, two kids. We had a lot of stuff that happened in between, but like we, mm-hmm. neither of us ever like tried to like make uh that band like um and like kind of like a crazy priority in our lives you know like so was it more just an extension of like your musical relationship did it kind of just keep creating stuff together I mean, yeah we see yeah. yeah i mean like at one point like when we first started like that project it was like we were you know we were kind of like balls to the wall a little bit more um but you know it's just like now it's like let's just do it however it feels right and then that's it you know so. I mean, that, that that is nice to have that. I mean, there's sort of, uh, I mean, Tree and Leaves, we've almost always been set up that way where it's, you know, there was never anyone breathing down our backs to put things out. Right. You know, we've pushed certain albums in more ways, but, you know, we've never really went on tour. Right. In that, and, you know, know, to some extent, that's how all the bands are that I'm in. You know, yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. like I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself under any pressure at all to, like, you know, do, you know, do a ton of uh, material all at, all at one time, so. So, when you, so you'd say that's probably, that's still what got you into this stuff, right? It was just, I'm, I'm in a band, I make music. I mean, were, you weren't a video person or an audio kind of first, right? Or like, or you weren't, were you a vinyl guy, you know, a kid sort of? No, no. You know I mean, I, mean, I was the, always, you know, I was always playing in bands and that got me into recording uh, audio. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, like, I went to school for audio. Oh, you did? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Um, that, you know, that, that's what got me on the tra- trajectory of, of all this, the video definitely was not something I ever knew, uh, but learned along the way. Uh, but yeah, I mean the, the audio stuff that was, you know, even I, weirdly enough, I went to a camp here when I was in sixth grade here yeah. in BG. Okay. An audio and camp. I like, went to an audio okay, engineering right. camp. That's yeah. Awesome. Okay. And, uh, it was like a week long camp. Like a did they, have, did they have some sort of like celebrity musician show up or something no, to be like, no. all right, you know, <laughs> no. like Nugent came down from Detroit no, just to like no. get some inspiring the kids a little no, bit. No, everybody that was part of that camp, just we all like recorded a song or like a group okay. of people, you know, it was just, cool. it was really, but it was cool. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know, like if they still have that studio, but I'm pretty sure they do in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in that, in the music building. Well, actually the, the university has moved that recording studio over to a new space called the Coolin, which is right off of Worcester, which is a fantastic space brand new it was like full-on studio because I, I, the space that was there before i remember was sort of it was like a it was a studio but i felt like it was like from the 70s or like I, that's what i've heard I, i've a, never it been was there a live room and a control room sure. okay. and the live room wasn't like lively it was like okay. the it was a like classroom okay you know? yeah sure and, um, okay. 
but it, it was like that. Actually, I because well, I before I went to school for audio, I was here at BG going to school for upright bass performance. Oh, really? Okay, all right. And um, but I like quickly after like one after one semester, I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to do audio. Okay. Um, what was the thing that really changed that? I mean, what do you was it, it just was just the time you were spending? So like, maybe, I, it was actually more like the fact that I kind of went into it. Uh, I went into doing performance bass like just because. Um, cause it kept me at the time I was playing in a band where I went, when I was really serious about my band, mm-hmm. um, I was playing in a band, um, and <laughs> I was serious enough that like, I didn't even consider like moving away to go to college or anything. It was, so it was like the easy option was for me to just like, um, be a performance based major. I mean, I had to audition and do all the, the whole thing. I, I still like to this day, can't believe I actually got into the school cause I'm not that good. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I'm okay yeah. at upright bass. Mm-hmm. But um, not good enough, I feel like, to actually major in it. But somehow I got in, and yeah. and uh, but yeah. So like after after the first six months, it was like, dude, this isn't what I what I want. I always wanted to do audio. Like I said, like when I went to that camp when I was younger, is like I always wanted to do audio. So that really planted the seed. You think was that the really the big thing? Because I think yeah. the tangible aspect of it. Like, had you created anything prior to that? You know, where you where you mess around recording wise? Yeah, like where you yeah, just kind of like plugging things like in, crazy, or just sort of. I mean, I, I started off on a four track Tascam. Okay. I had a couple of those. And like, what t- what time is this? Like, uh, is this, like... this would have been, um, I mean, late nineties. Late nineties. Okay. Like awesome. I was. I mean, I'm thirty two. Okay. Uh, I would have been. I mean, I was young. Yeah. I, that's I mean, pretty young to be four messing years with older stuff. Than sure. me. Okay. And but, and my brother was always like kind of like a little bit of like until like a certain age was kind of like an overarching like influence on me and um so like when his band was in high school and i was in sixth grade like that you know or maybe even fifth grade I, well actually definitely less than because i i remember i recorded an album in fifth grade on cakewalk like okay. that old uh like the first computer okay. uh program really so yeah dude i was into audio the whole that time up. yeah yeah that's yeah, awesome I was into okay. audio the whole time but i was never i never really wanted to be an upright bass major but i wanted to stay in town to stay uh play with my band and also um uh if i stayed i could live with uh my friends that had a house over on fourth uh, and elm street okay. like it was on uh right off of um i don't know i forget what, it starts with an m but but yeah, it was right. Like I could live in a house as a freshman. I was into that. That sure. was cool. Like I didn't have to. Do That's the whole rare. Yeah. Thing, no, right? yeah. It yeah. was like there was a lot of incentives that were like really short term term yeah. uh, incentives that like I totally fell victim to and like didn't actually like plan out my future at all. But six months in, I like realized how much I hated uh, being a music major. So I was mm-hmm. like, I got to I got to do this audio thing. And then that's what set me on a whole different path. Like I. I changed my major I transferred to uh, uh, school uh, in Indianapolis called Butler University and I finished out my uh, degree there uh, why there what was interesting about that Uh, they had a really good program there and then also um, well honestly that that's pretty much it I was really drawn to it uh, just for the program yeah and um, yeah it just seemed like the the right place and uh, and then there that's where I I met Brian um, he went to Butler too, mm-hmm. and that's where we started Little Elephant. Like right after we got out of college together. Very cool. Yeah, so like started the the recording studio version of that uh, of Little Elephant, which pretty much doesn't exist now. But yeah, that's awesome. No, I that's I'm, I'm glad you. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- like I would not long, have guessed that long story. Version, I guess, that's a long. Yeah. That's actually like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes you expect. Oh, I don't know. I just like started messing with stuff in college, and then I was like, ah, oh, but that's like, I'm, yeah, I'm glad was, to know that you were. This like is really a kid thing that you spawned as a child, you know, in some ways, which it really is really was. cool. I actually like sometimes I reminisce back on it. It's like, man, that's weird that I even did that. So that's really what re- refined that skill, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there sure. certainly is a. a it's where I dove into it like harder, you know, like it was like this is what I'm gonna do now. As opposed to just messing around, basically just trying to record your own songs type thing, you know. So your little often starts now. What was this really? Did you have a business plan, or was this really? Where, where do you even start? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's location. I feel like well, if you don't have a place to start, it's right, like yeah, it's so, so tough, right? So we were, um, uh, well, Brian was. Uh, we were both interning. Well, like you know, we were in the same program together, but we were also interning at a at a studio out in Indianapolis together as well, um, and we were just like. It was, you know, a few months before uh, 
like we were supposed to graduate and he's uh we're both like talking about like what we're supposed to do after graduating and i kind of had the idea like i would come and start a studio in toledo as like a short-term plan you know mm-hmm. um where was he had, from originally he's he's from uh uh, Georgia it's oh, like really? okay. Augusta yeah. Georgia sure yeah 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 and uh and so he went up to Indianapolis to to do school and and uh so yeah that he um he moved to Toledo then um but yeah we we just said we, we didn't know what we were gonna do I I had the idea because I did have enough equipment and stuff at that point that like I could piece something together um and he didn't really have a plan um and he I think he said something like well if you want any help or something and then it was like okay type thing and and uh yeah he moves uh over to toledo we started up and we're here 10 years later and he's still here we're still doing it um are you in the same location or what is what is, is that? so yeah we moved into that location um it was a house i mean that's all that's all i remember house, right yeah. just really just sort of this nondescript just totally yeah white house kind of in the, in the burbs like where was it's it in, it's in rossford rossford okay yeah right, okay. and um yeah, we moved into it in June of 2011, so it'll be it'll be uh, uh, 10 years. Um, Do you guys June. live there? Like, uh, he still does. Okay, I all right, did okay, too. Okay. We we both lived there for, I think I moved out probably five years ago. Okay. But you know we both lived there for a serious amount of time. Cool. Um, and then uh, I just moved out because uh, I started living with my girlfriend, sure. which is now my wife. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so you know and and. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we, we started this sort of like house studio that was our house and the studio. The mm-hmm. the studio, as if you remember, is like all in the base, like the the um like the basement is like the pretty much just the studio down there, right? Yeah, yeah. and then and then the upstairs, um, we eventually turned the living room into the live room for videos, mm-hmm. but uh, it's also got like two bedrooms up there. But like it, you know, especially when I was living there, um. Like it really was like even my bedroom was a, a studio B kind of like throw a guitar player in there or something if you need to isolate yeah, well, or just no, or, or no, do work had, more like no, I had like a full blown um like a mixing system okay okay all right. yeah okay. like yeah, yeah, it, it okay. was it was a place to do like mixing mm-hmm. um if if there was someone downstairs re- record I don't know it, we didn't use it much it, it, we almost like like the idea of having the studio B more, more so than the more than the actual it. yeah it was like we just thought it'd be <laughs> we're gonna cool. be so busy that we're gonna need this other room yeah. to kind of like <laughs> I keep think up there yeah. might have been one or two times that we actually had to use it but anyways um but yeah so like at, at the time definitely like there was a point in time that it was like the whole house was studio and then there was just our rooms you know now, were you ha- being able to house bands and stuff too was that part of the model of that too were you able to keep bands there and kind of do you that know, extended or was that not something you guys really wanted to get into and sort of keep I it think, more like a private i think space? i thought i might want to do that like in the very beginning and then i just it I seems think like when we, you're younger that sounds really cool right yeah, like, yeah it's gonna be great and then we you pretty don't much be, like, i'm on 25 now i'm like i'm actually fine i think yeah I yeah <laughs> definitely by 25 you know like but even certainly when we were, by 30 there's nothing just did about not it. yeah we never i mean we did you know it's not saying that we didn't have any bands stay there depending we on who we they had were plenty of bands stay there but like yeah. it wasn't really like that wasn't the idea let's just put it that way i guess yeah yeah it's one of the things it is your home you know you do want some right, sense of right. separation there too exactly you know i we actually did a record uh last year at a spot um or actually not last year in 2018 at a a church it's over in sandusky it's called mohawk studio i don't know if you've heard yeah of that i know space. mohawk yeah um really cool spot uh, sean who uh daly who runs the place re- yeah, really turned nice it into studio. this really unique studio it's bizarre right it's just yeah. like the control rooms upstairs and like you're, you're performing in this big open space it's really cool but I, what was cool about it is it was a church and when he bought it and he wanted just a church but that tradition of when you're a priest or something is that there's a house that's like connected to it that usually most churches almost have this sort of like adjacent house yeah, where sure. they live right yeah definitely. so when he bought the studio there they were just like well you want the house too right and he's just like wow. oh well i guess all right so it was kind of we it was cool like where we can stay there but he still had the ability to go home and like hang out with his wife and get the hell out of there that's you know? that's nice but your next store right you, know? you just like you hit him up in the morning you text him like it's 8 30 he's yeah, like you guys good. you guys ready to go you're like okay yeah. let's do it you know yeah um, and actually you even ring the church the, bell you know it's kind of funny did you really? yeah it was actually <laughs> awesome no it was great you're like time to get recording i'd bong, like to bong. go there sometime yeah that place looks really nice yeah um, we we played a couple shows there and yeah, yeah recording maybe. there was really awesome i mean it's a there's definitely a spirit there for sure i mean there's like this giant mural of jesus like praying <laughs> out like we we, we like, took some liberties with the album art of that record where we took this character and like 
changed the profit into like this weird swamp troll guy but uh it wow was, like, but it was playing off cool of place like the, to record man. But it's a really cool place like all the reverb that we did there was it was well, room just also just it was the, the room of and the, just like a church I so just, like, so much there like history it's like history yeah exactly yeah like, uh like there's there, there's this weird room up by the mixing board where the priest had his own room there's like golden chalices and weird shit in there that they left it's yeah, just like that bizarre would be awesome. I, would, I would like like who drank from this so you know cool, yeah. so it's a little elephant, you know, no gold chalices in the no, spot, no. but you know, a couple <laughs> elephants, but like, all right. So, so what's the name? Like what, what, what created oh, yeah, that, that or that, like, that was cause, um, well, actually strangely enough, I started little elephant, not with Brian. I started it with another friend of mine and, uh, it was when I was still in college and we were going to do at the time we were going to, the idea was we're going to do like mobile, like we were going to go to the artist and we sure, were going to have yeah. like a mobile okay. setup. Yeah. And like the idea um, spawned the name, which was supposed to be uh, like little studio, big recordings. Mm -hmm. And it's like little elephant. So mm -hmm. that's like what it came at. It was totally after I drank like four steer reserves <laughs> and I was in college. And yeah. I was just like, dude, I got it. This is it. And it's funny that's now cool. because it's like that name has just like totally like uh, just like followed me throughout my life. And it was all in that one moment after four steel reserves or like a couple, at least yeah. a couple steel reserves. That's how it works sometimes. I mean, I'm the same with Trina Lee's. I remember I was just, I think my wife and I, cause she was, she started the band with me. We're the sort of a duo of ambient stuff. And we, we just recorded some just, you know, improv stuff. And I was, I just named it one day. I was like, oh, Trina Lee's, that sounds right. Yeah. And I was like, I ended up being like, that'd be a good band name. And that was it. Right. And then I, was like, I didn't realize I'd be committed to that. For right. Me. Right. It's I, didn't, weird you know, I didn't think about it that around. hard, but uh, you know, it's nice. It does help to have branding. I and mean, that's something that, that I talked to you about a bit is like that ability to be synonymous with a name and a product. It's, it's, it's yeah. really important thing sometimes, especially if even as an artist, a business, sure. whatever you're doing and like starting over, trying to create that thing over and over again can be exhausting. You know, I think I've been yeah. lucky enough to kind of, I've adapted the band, but with you guys, you can kind of do anything with little elephant. I'm surprised. I know I've seen you in a food truck. I was surprised it wasn't the little elephant food truck or something, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, why not? I mean, at this point, uh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, that didn't really, doesn't, doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? It but know, but, that, but that, I would have been like, yeah, hey, whatever guys, it's fine. Yeah. You know that's my mean? brother's like, food truck. Yeah. You know, so he's not affiliated with little elephant aside <laughs> from the fact that he's just around us all the time. Sure. But yeah, so that, that is my brother. And, but, but at okay, one time, you. Brian and I were both working on it um, for a long time, probably, like maybe three years, Brian and I were both on it. Well, it's kind of Quite like the little elephant food truck. <laughs> no, I remember seeing you guys at the Swamp Festival, I think, yeah, one year. Yeah, sure. And I was just like, Definitely. I was like, oh, that's them. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's them. Yeah. yeah. And you guys were thinking you had Perch? It was like, or that yeah, was, that's okay. my brother. Yeah, he does uh, Perch. It's it's a fried Perch. And then he also, but now, I'm like, you know, I haven't worked on it in, in a number of years now, but he's doing like lobster roll. Like, I, I think he's like, doing almost like more or at least like he's on par with lobster rolls just as much as he is perch really it's kind of like the seafood truck now so, no way. that was yeah 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 okay. it's like um but yeah uh it it's uh it's just funny like yeah the, the the black swamp and you know we were on it like mark the other person of little often never worked in the truck but it mm -hmm. would have been like on par if he did it would have made sense you'd be like yeah, yeah fine. <laughs> like what, all right i'm sure yeah whatever guys just yeah. to, just doing something again yeah and it's know? funny too because you say that because like um even my brother talks about sometimes how uh people will ask him about little elephant and just he'll be like he says like sometimes he just like goes along with the conversation is it because if it's someone that you don't actually know like you just go along with it and let them like run their thoughts so sure. that like but it's like in actuality like my brother and i even get confused sometimes it's like i've had people ask me about the truck sure. you know we look we look similar and <laughs> sure. stuff and we're both like really tall guys and and whatever and and we're always like kind of together sometimes but anyways yeah it's yeah i don't know so is there, is there anything else that little elephant does outside of those three things am i missing anything there uh or so there... yeah i mean well I mean, we basically do the videos. We do the videos and we do what I, you know, I do the, the custom vinyl. Mm -hmm. We don't really record albums anymore. I mean, we don't. I actually, it's like, it's not like we don't, we, we haven't in a long time now. We don't record albums or singles or anything mm -hmm. like what you guys did. Mm -hmm. um, what we, changed that? Was that just sort of. Uh, we got burnout. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we, for a while we were just hitting it so hard you know like we was were it just, really an every week thing were you kind of in that spot i mean or close to where you had stuff yeah, kind there, of rolling i mean it was every every day i mean yeah. it felt or at least if it if it weren't every day it was like pretty like almost every day we were recording with some band and a lot of times it was great a lot of times it wasn't 
and, and the only reason why it wasn't is because we don't click with the artists, sure. you know, and yeah. like kind of like getting through that is sort of grueling. And I think just doing it over and over and over again just got us to a point that we were burnt out. But then at the same time, you know, in the midst of all that, we did start doing the videos. So it kind of like also had like a natural transition to be like, let's just do the videos and that's okay. it. Which also involves recording bands for sure. I mean, oh, the yeah, quality sure. of your guys' audio and that is a huge part of that. Yeah. It's not just a video thing, right? It's sort of, you, you can tell this is a place that I feel like started with audio and added video to it in right, some ways, I right, think, right. you know, where yeah. you can see the quality of your guys' work has really held up, I think, because to me, it, that's always been the... The, the thing with those multi-camera stuff is like, it doesn't sound good. It's like, I could care less how it looks great. I mean, yeah. It's still music, right? That's still the right. starting point, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's always tricky. You know, we've had some success and worked with different places who produce those things, mm -hmm. but I still like always like kind of, what is your little elephant sound? Do you think, are you more definable by that stuff now? Do you think then, or, or what your records were and things? I mean, what is, what is the oh, little yeah. elephant aesthetic or what? I mean, I mean, a lot of the artists are like punk sort of extensions yeah. of some of that hardcore I guess so. dabble in there a little bit is that something you guys thought of or was that something well, you felt like you were good at you know what i mean you understood it it's kind of more just like what the three of us in the end like kind of just listen to collectively like um i mean between the three of us we we do listen to like it, it runs the gamut a little bit but in the end it does kind of always pinpoint down to about like what like what you're saying like branches of punk i guess yeah um i don't know i mean we, but we also like like the Miracle Vitamins, like it, that's like a, a sort oh. of a folk band. Yeah. And Omnicord, right? I still remember you were one of the only people yeah, had the Omnicords yeah. around. I actually sold mine. Did you really? It's actually where this microphone came from oh, that okay. I'm currently talking into. <laughs> I had a very had a long conversation with the Omnicord. I'm not, if anybody knows what it is, it's like this old Japanese auto harp that was used for the Suzuki method, which helps kids learn stuff. But it, they created this really unique instrument. Yeah, um, I mean, I got into the Omnicord because. <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost like hard to admit. Well, not really. I don't care. But uh, we saw this guy. Uh, is uh, an old friend of ours. God, I don't even remember how we met him in the end. But just a guy from Cincinnati. Um, and we, like our bands played. Oh, I remember. Like our bands played together way back in the day. Um, and uh, and we he used one. And I want that. I want that. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it's really what it is. Like, and it basically is. just turned into like, okay. And now we have two of them. And uh, I love that. I lo That's what I play in house tours. That band house tours, mm -hmm. I sing and okay. play Omnicord exclusively. Yeah. That's and awesome. I, I wear it up. Like, you, really, oh, so, you know, yeah. mine had this weird spot where you could throw the strap on it or something. I oh, think. Yeah. Mine I was does like, not have that. Did you make like sort of a makeshift? No, I, I, just like, I just taped it. And it's fallen <laughs> multiple times uh, while playing shows. It's a tough gigging instrument. I sweat a lot, so it was never the most like <laughs> for a sweaty-handed, heavy head, like you know, dripping on it. It was always like, "Come on, now, what are you doing?" Yeah. Like, I was like, "That's good to see." I mean, I, the sound of that thing is immense. I mean, I always liked recording with it, and yeah, I was sad to part with it, but it just didn't get enough use. But you know, yeah. But how did like? So how did you go about purchasing those the Omnicords? I mean, where did I found mine on eBay or not eBay it was Craigslist in like North Carolina or something weird? I think at the time I was kind of like that's kind of risky to go yeah, so buy was, an Omnicord from. It was eBay. It was eBay. eBay. Okay, cool. Yeah, the second one, the second one I bought um, through an old band uh, that we used to record, mm -hmm. and actually I played in that band for a while too. Um, but they were called This Severe Lifestyle, and Justin, the singer of that band, had one, mm -hmm. and. Uh, like he again he's like he didn't really use it and he was like you want to trade a song for it for like the band like we'll record a yeah. song and you take the omnicord and i was like yeah definitely <laughs> and uh so yeah now we have two one of them is um uh one has like more of a lo-fi quality to it you know like the, i mean they're both kind of lo-fi quality yeah. you know what i mean it's like but one has like noise that like when you plug it in it's got like a noise to it which is fuzz, yeah. which is like I, I think is like awesome. And then the other one's like perfectly clear. Okay. And so it's, a, you almost have to like choose which Omnicord you use in certain parts. Um, cause if it's, it, you know, if you want it to just be more like a droney thing, sure. so you can just, you know, use, use the lo-fi, the low, like the, the sound on the lo-fi one is cool. That's the one that we bought from eBay. And it's mm -hmm. also got the color of it on all, like all the sides. And then the top is like, so, I mean, you, you call it like dark brown and then yeah. you flip it over and it's light brown. 
on the backside. Yeah, like yeah. it sat on top of something for years where someone yeah. smoked yeah. and it just like got that color for so long, like, you know, just sitting there. It's cool. Yeah. They're great instruments. <laughs> I think, I think I saw Jim James from my wearing jacket use one. I think yeah. that's what sold me on it. I think I saw them perform, uh, actually in New York city and he, he, took one of their tracks and just sat on like a stool and played it. Yeah. And I was just like, well, that's cool. I was like, what is that? Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. And then found out that like Bowie had used them a bit and like, there's, there's like different artists. Yeah, kind of like, pop up all the time. they pop up. I think Dan Arbox, I'm, I've definitely heard I, him sneak that thing in every once in yeah. a while. I even heard one track of his where I'm like, you, I definitely know that drum. Loop. Oh yeah. You I'm like, you use that yeah, one. For, I'm like, um, Oh, yeah. that's the, that's the rock one on the, yep, on the court. Yep. I was you only like, got like eight options or 16, <laughs> I guess you have 16. Cause you can kind of mend it. You can sometimes blend them a little bit. It gets yeah. Little, but like, you but, know, like every time you hear yeah. one of the, you, all you have to hear is like the kick drum and you you're know. like Omnicord. Yeah. It is. It is like that. It's funny. I, I appreciate that instrument. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, I'm glad to see it go, but you know, truthfully the reason yeah. why I had it, cause I was so like, inadequate as a musician as well as like it was nice where like i could just be like oh what's the name minor chord i was like there you go you yeah. know i was like it was pretty because i was playing guitar at the time and it wasn't that you know i didn't know what i was doing and it was yeah. a nice instrument about to just know exactly what yeah I was what's playing. funny now is like in my in my new band that i literally like i play it i don't play it like all the time you know like, i'm mostly like kind of just like a singer i guess um but i play it you know uh, you know a little bit each song type thing or a lot in each song you know depending on the song but what's funny is that we actually do a lot of, uh, Brian is like the um, songwriter of that band or like the music writer. Mm -hmm. um, and he does a lot of uh, crazy chords. And so like- Translating most, that to the Omnichord can be tricky. Hard, you gotta yeah, like, there's some there theory is, you know, in there. There is way. There was a record that we tracked with it. And I remember that was an issue where the, one of the chords, and I think I had to ask a band member just like, I don't know what to play. Cause then this right. lines up and they, we somehow figured it out. Yeah. It was tricky. Yeah. You know, cause it has to all be in there. And I mean, if you're teaching a, a some method, you, all the notes have to yeah. be accessible in some ways. Right. 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 You know? It's like, but you know, when you add the really complicated chords, it doesn't really happen. It doesn't really work. Yeah. But at the same time, it might be like an, an A major add what like anything. And then it's like, really, I can just play the A major though. And it's okay. It's going to work. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to work. Know, it's yeah, like, yeah. In the end, but cool. yeah, so yeah, I'm the chord rules. What got you into vinyl? I think that's the thing for me. Uh, that's the most interesting about what you've been into the last couple of years. I think one, because I know like we did a vinyl in, in 18 and we did it through got a groove records, which is this great label in Cleveland. Actually the guy who owns it is an old BGSU guy, oh, really? super small world. Like we ended up finding that out cause we, we were able to tour the plant. Um, when they were making our record and got to talk to him a bunch. And so, uh, just small world to know. And, and that, that plant at one point was one of like the only like 10 in the whole country or something like, so they're like, they're kind of like, they're one of the staples, you know? And so, but the issue with that is that you got to do a large run usually, which I get, it makes sort of sense relative to like, I saw the process and the cost is really only feasible if you do those larger runs and stuff like that. So to me, like with you doing like the, the custom vinyl it, for me, I didn't even know that was a possibility. So like what, what was the first thing that really got you in into that idea? Because starting on vinyl pressing plant or something is like not really feasible. I was, I mean, I've seen all the machinery and stuff, you know, that's not like something you just whip up in your basement. So what, what was the, the, the seed that was really planted to start that? Yeah. So it definitely, it was uh, because so little elephant live had been doing videos, um, like with hundreds of bands at this, you know, like we had done a, a shit ton of videos and um, we're doing okay. You know, like we're getting some kind of bigger name or get like, like not like actually big names, but like, re you know, national regional yeah, stuff. Definitely. You know I mean? definitely yeah. yeah. Like, and, uh, and we're getting like actually like over a hundred thousand views on YouTube a, a month. Sure. And like, we're doing okay. Like as far as like actually people want to watch these videos, mm -hmm. Um, but like, it's like, how do we actually make money? Um, because we can throw ads on our, on our YouTube videos, um, like just the YouTube ads or whatever. And it's okay. Um, it's more just like nominal though. It's, it's like, not, it's, it's not it's sustainable to like not, pay the bills. It's not a business. Still, yeah, exactly. You know, like, even um, if that, even if that amount, with that amount of views, I still, it's right. Not, exactly. Yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, so like, you know, for the longest time, when we were doing those videos, we were trying to figure out how we we're going to actually monetize it. And we had, honestly, we really had no idea. We were trying to get uh, sponsors, like getting like a beer sponsor or something mm -hmm. and, and uh, just throwing out pitches to not like anything. We wanted to be like, you know, 
we didn't want to just like to get syndicated anybody. or something strange almost i mean i I'm, like even with this show it's sort of hard to understand yeah you know, where is their monetary gain in this stuff although right there's exposure and there's connections right. you can develop out of those things and but right. i still at the same time i like, how, what, they, how, how many views do you actually need to like pay rent that month there's got to be something like oh i got exactly. you got to get one million two hundred thirty-five views I a month know. in order it's to like, pay for your seven hundred dollar month rent or something like this yep. would be nice to like give you that so you're like oh shit all right that's right if like if i could have gone to someone with like we get a million views a, a, a month or something mm-hmm. you might have had someone um but you know in the end like it was like it, it felt like even if we were to get a sponsor it would have just felt weird um sure. but anyway so like yeah like one one like just like out of the blue one day we had the idea of like well what if you know vinyl is coming back we're, we're talking about five six years now mm-hmm. ago but and that's really when i kind of really took foot right yeah it was starting I mean, to get 10 traction. years people were buying them kind of like oh yeah. okay but there was really no indie bands putting right. stuff out that at least it started it was starting i started though, though, yeah. yeah and and we we knew it was like well man like what if we could like put these things on vinyl and then like just the idea sparked and then it like went into this whole thing like okay well they started doing research how do you how do you do that is there a way to do that oh there is maybe some ways but like um it might be really hard and stuff like that like to fast forward through a lot of technical stuff two years later we had a lathe that was working and like was able to cut records where you were happy. You're like, all right, this like, we could start yeah, to like, like charge for this. Like a we year could later we cut a record, mm-hmm. um, really developing really? this lathe, okay. you know, yeah. like, and, and then, uh, a year after that, we're cutting records of sessions that were, that we, uh, shot on video, put up on YouTube. Remember taking the audio and put it on, put it on a final record and then selling it. And then like, yeah, we were like monetized at that point, you know, that's great. I mean, part of me is always, I think what I liked about what you guys were doing was it also lent itself to do that yourself, right? To say, I'm a band. Right. We played this killer show. We got the board, we got the board mix. You know, it's nice. Cause a lot of bands over the years have been able to get access to more live recordings. And I always yeah. thought it'd be nice to just even do a one-off to be like, yeah, I just want to copy of that. I don't want to sign on vinyl. I, could, I don't want, I don't care if it's going to cost me 60 bucks or something. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the right price for it, but you know what I mean? It's, it's not going to be something that you're, you're trying to resell. This is like, an, right. art, an yeah, artifact, right? a lot right? of people that, that want the one-off. And I hope, that, I hope that's some of the, what you guys have done. So maybe let's talk a little more. Like, So, yeah, you're, you're doing these live shows, and then you go. Live shows. And how do we, and then it makes me think, so, well, oh, we could put this on vinyl, right? That's sort of, yeah. not all vinyl needs to be records, like a studio record, right? We can just right, these sort right. of like, kinda like couple songs here. It was kind of like the whole time here. when we're developing the lays, it's like the idea was to sell the sessions. Because you're already done at this point recording bands, right? So it wasn't like, hey, we're going to like start putting out our own records on right. vinyl. You it was of- like exclusively just to try to get these. Because we had done like 300-something sessions, and we were about to put them all out. It's a lot of vinyl. work. It really is, man. Yeah. No, yeah, do the whole, yeah, just yeah. do the whole, like create the whole catalog, right? Yeah, we yeah. did, and we put the whole That's catalog awesome. out. It's crazy. And um, But like we knew that we couldn't go and press 300. You know, we knew that that was impossible. Yeah. Um, so we had to figure out ways to sell like 11 of this session, you know, like yeah. or whatever. So, um, so yeah, we, we did that, uh, you know, and we, we released everything and it's, and, uh, it went really well. And then like, so like, but the whole time that we're developing the lathe for it, we knew that like, we also were gonna to custom vinyl, mm-hmm. you know, like, why wouldn't you? And then just basically opened it up to anyone that wants, wants vinyl. Um, and now here we are. Um, I split that company off as myself. I, sure. I developed this late. I developed this late with my dad. My dad is a, okay. a basically a retired um, engineer. Okay. He's an engineer. Cool. Uh, he, well, he's not actually technically retired, but he basically is. Well, he's still um, he's still engineering so things in his he, own yeah, way. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> he, he and I like put this late together over two years. Um, so yeah, and then uh, now now the company is uh, just that's. Like that's my main gig at this sure. point, you yeah. know, um, and that's uh, that's great. I mean, who would have thought if in a time machine that like, hey, like you're, it's like twenty, oh, it's like two thousand eight. You're talking to Rob Courtney, you're just sort of hanging out. Yeah, you're like Rob, you know, we're gonna be doing doing custom right. vinyl in twenty twenty, totally. and it's gonna might pay your might pay your bills. You'd be like, right. what are you talking about? It's that seems, a, that seems really dumb. Yeah. Like, 
Who even listens to vinyl yeah, right now? I like, wasn't I'm into CDs. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't one of those people that like happened to like actually love vinyl for forever. Yeah. Because um, that's the thing. Yeah, you assume like, oh, this must be like, oh, Rob's been listening to like vinyl since he was four. You know. Yeah, you, you would. Know, I know. I wish I could say like, that, but I'm not no, gonna. I'm no. gonna. You know. <laughs> you know, it might make me look a little cooler or something. Sure. <laughs> I said that. But I'm, I actually like that. But I like that. I mean, it really yeah. was like solving. A, it was like solving a problem. Right. right? You right. saw an issue. Yeah. We have all this great content. How do we? how do we sell this in a way that's unique that yeah. can get people to want to purchase it? Because yeah. just throwing it on a CD or uploading it and being, Hey, give us 10 bucks for a zip file. And right. Don't and work. CDs at the time were definitely going on. It's like CDs aren't even cool anymore. They're not. Like, I hate CDs almost yeah. like, it's this weird thing. I'm just like, Ugh. right. I don't know why I'm like, hey. what's the point of a CD anymore? But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. So I, you know, I've always liked vinyl, but I was never really a collector or anything like that. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, now I know everything you probably is, is yeah. know about vinyl. It's just like, kind of like you just put yourself into it and, and, uh, learn everything you possibly can. And I mean, it's been, you know, it's been like six years since the, since, uh, we had the idea to, mm -hmm. to do that. So I'm, you know, it's like, at this point, I do feel like I've completely immersed myself into the world of vinyl and, uh, and like, just kind of learned everything that there is to know. Um, now how's it from a sense of like promoting that idea is to me it feels like you're i would assume you're being approached just because you're sort of unique in what you're doing I, I imagine people are coming to you for a lot of the work right i mean you have to do a lot of outreach to be like hey let us do vinyl for you i mean outside of yeah. the live stuff is is its own thing but the the, the you know send us your stuff will help you do yeah. this yourself I mean, so how, how does that conversation help or so what? yeah like when the custom vinyl stuff started it was like kind of just like people getting leads from the little often sessions and mm -hmm. kind of started that way, mm -hmm. which was great. Um, but then, yeah, like, uh, I mean, cause you guys can I, make a record for anyone in the world. Right. Right. You so know what I mean, you're really accessible to anyone. If, you, yeah. if I can get you a file, I can get you a record. Yep. You know, you can ship them. I mean, so, I mean, I ran, I ran some, uh, like pretty hardcore, like Google ads and Facebook sure. ads, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, like one of, one of the videos that I put up on Facebook, got 500,000 views. Great. Great. Yeah. So it's like, no, was, but, was that, but that the, was because I paid, I, I didn't like pay for it, but I did. I mean, sure. I, no, I, I, that's I how it works though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like I, I, I started kind of being like this. Yeah. It's like this, anybody in the world can do this. That feels like that would be the hardest thing is just awareness. Right. Right. Cause even now exactly. if I walked on the street, the amount of people that would even be aware that someone could do that, could do like, that yeah, even, it, right. It's not even just like any band in the world. It's actually like anybody that wants to have their record that they put, like you said, like, like the the record that they made when they were in in the 80s and it's sure. like they put out a record that you know I just want that record on on vinyl yeah. and uh so you know that happens a lot but yeah it's like how do how do people know that that's even a possibility but yeah I I still run Google ads I haven't run the Facebook ad in a long time but um yeah I still run ads you know um but I don't know like where the orders are actually coming from, but I run the ads regardless. Sure. You know, um, yeah. but yeah, at one point, would that be like, useful information to almost see where this stuff starts? Oh yeah, tracking? for sure. Like I, I've, there, there's reasons that aren't worth getting into that. Like I can't figure out this, the, where like all of my sales are coming from. It has to do with the fact that like, I, I don't have a checkout and that's because there's a lot of like, well, that, well, that, could, that could, that could turn, that could go bad where you're sort of sure. Even, yeah. yeah, yeah. Overwhelmed and I've tried to even... actually do it, but it's very complicated because there's a lot of nuances in like, how long is your audio? How long, it, yeah. you know, there's just a lot of stuff that's like very hard for a computer to know unless it was very, very, very smart. And it's, that's definitely outside of my realm and, and, um, to figure out and calculate all of that. And then also if I were to pay someone to do it, which I actually tried to once mm -hmm. and he was great. He was very, and he actually kind of got me to where I need to be, but then it turned into, well, I can't change anything now. Like if anything changes, I have to go back to you. And I didn't like that. Sure. So basically it's like, it, it just, it, that's the reason why I don't know, but I do know that it's doing something. What have you learned the most from it? And kind of where do you, where do you see, like, what do you see elephant doing from here on out? I mean, in many ways, I assume the vinyl thing, you'd hope is sort of something you can do for the rest of your life. I mean, unless some new form of technology comes out, you have to adapt, right? Some sort of alien object sure, or plays sure. music or something, but well, this old analog, know, this analog thing is coming back. I don't think, I don't think it goes on forever. You know, the vinyl thing I think is, um, I don't think it's like just, just like this. It's not a fad. Trend, I don't new, think it's a fad. No, fad, I think it is. But, I think it is the sort of the, the but format. I will say that, um, the idea of it like lasting forever, I, you know, I, well, sure. it, it'll yeah, yeah. go, you know, like it, there, there's a time we're here in it now. I do believe that. Like, um, I don't even, you know, I, 
I believe that like eventually there will be a new career for me and stuff. But right now I will do everything I can to like have this be my career. Yeah. Um, and, uh, cause I don't know, like just think like 10 years from now, I mean, maybe 10 years from now, but 20 years from now, you know what I mean? It's like, especially cause like, it's kind of our generation that, that is kind of even at the more tail end of like those that are appreciating vinyl games, like those younger and us. Yeah. So like they do appreciate vinyl, but the next ones don't. Sure. At least as far as I know. I don't it's hard know. to say. You'd be it's right, hard to though. say. It's I mean, true because you... they're too young to even appreciate in the first. I didn't start appreciating until later. I know. So how do you, you expect know, like, people even younger you sure. know, to, to be even more ahead of the game? Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm 39, so I at least grew up enough in the era of like, I remember my dad had had records, right? Yeah. Well, that was still the thing he had. And at some yeah. point he he got rid of them all and traded them in for cassette tapes or some something stupid. He's still pissed about it. I'm like, yeah, I he's can't like, man, it was like, it was like 1988. Man. I was like, I'm going to turn all these in. I'm going to make a bunch of mixtapes. This is well, great. At one, at and one then all time, those records are just gone. Like I don't at know, one like, time, I mean, the, the truth <laughs> of the matter is that CDs are better quality. They really they are. They are yeah, as better from a straight quality. Technical I know everybody standpoint. says it just sounds better on vinyl, but it's, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really. It, it, well, it, it does in the sense of like you're, I don't know, like it, yeah, it sounds worse. It sounds worse and you think that's better. That's fine. <laughs> it's true it does yeah. sound different yeah. it sounds different sure but uh you know digital is is an actual like true uh copy sure there's no interference to the signal the sound right there's no variable because even the needle the needle itself everyone's needles different exactly everyone's setup's different yeah. everyone's speakers that's coming out is different all the wiring that goes to do that is a little bit different yeah you know? so it's like yeah but when you click it on you know spotify or online there everyone at the core is still listening to the exact same thing yeah in some yeah. way you know so Anyways, but as far as like, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, like we'll let it, you know, run its course. Like I, mm. I don't, I'm not saying that it's just going to die because I don't think it is, but, um, it's about the tangible thing. I think that's still like the thing is. about it because that's why the CD still existed before. Cause you can hold on to it. You can mm-hmm. see it, the artwork, you know, all well, those also, things are part of it. You know, like you don't the, get that in that digital file. Well, I mean, when, when it, when everything went digital, I mean, it kind of makes sense in a way. Cause it's like, okay, when we actually lost everything tangible, when it literally wasn't tangible at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Well then like those that want it tangible, let's just go back to the most, like the best tangible way it was like the best one was vinyl, you know, it's yeah. way bigger, yeah. you know, like actual artwork. Sure. That is like a, like a 12 by 12 piece of art on yeah. like you can put on your wall. Cause there was a it's sweet, like a, there was a, like a three to five year totally, where totally it was, was just like gone. Like it's it was just, just like this digital. ghost town. Everything That's was all like, we have. like I put out an album and it was like, you know, I, I just gotta find a JPEG somewhere. I'm cool. You know, exactly. it's like, wait, this is really Isn't depressing. that crazy? Yeah. You know so I mean? it's like, <laughs> that is how it was. And then it's like, track fuck listing. this. I don't like, need to do track listing. Like yeah. The whole world said, fuck this. And let's go back to like the best version of, of the physical product that we had of audio. And, uh, so, you know, um, and, and, and like in actuality, it's like, I guess like it could stay that way forever. Cause I don't think it's not like the next version of audio is coming out. Like the CD did or the sure. did or the, there's really no, I mean, in yeah, theory, it's like, this if, is if, where we're at now. If, if the audio gets better through technology, you're just giving a, a better source to the vinyl. Exactly. And or if anything, a, a better, you're going to understand a better, a better sample way. rate or a be, everything's sure. still digital. It's like, it doesn't get any more yeah. or any less digital. Sure. Um, but yeah, so hey, yeah, this is this is my job, you know. Like I'm, I'm gonna let it go. This is a, a great job. It's cool. It's like it's I yeah. Like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, if I would I have thought this, no way. I mean, that's why I want to talk to you because a big part of like people I'm reaching out to are those who, in theory, have found a way to like, you know, make monetary gains through really creative and things that at the end of the day feel like you can wake up and be happy about, right? Yeah, I sure. can't be like like what the fuck am I doing making vinyl? Yeah. Like I can't mean that's ever a conversation in your brain. Like yeah, probably not. You know what I no, mean? You're no. just like yeah. everything has its sort of issues, you know. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, you wake you're like, up man, and you like, go, oh man, I got a hard day, but it's not. Yeah, it's not like what am I doing? Why am I making vinyl? Yeah, and I think it's cool. Like not everyone had this intention too, where it was like oh, I knew I was going to do this. A lot of it's a, being adaptable to change and, right. and being creative and finding ways to solve problems. I don't know. It seems like you're a problem solver in some ways. Like the vinyl sure. was more of you know. I mean, my dad was an engineer. That probably helped a little bit too. To be Definitely. Like, How do we solve this? Oh, all right, I actually can like. There's some math here. You know what I mean? I just yeah, like, he put that. In, yeah, do, and you know? he passed that on to me a little bit. So, so that's a helpful know, thing. You yeah. know, I think like when I talked to Travis in a previous episode, he like he has a lot of his own maintenance work you know he builds his own right. keyboard there's always that element of that mm-hmm. problem solving that i think is necessary for anyone to kind of be able to be successful in what they yeah. do you, know, you can't just show up and use all these tools that everyone else already created for you and expect right. to be successful with everything else like there's something you have to do that's your own and unique yeah you know? and i think that's really 
And that, you know, I think that that's true with like any, any type of like, like even just an entrepreneur in any business, you know, like, you know, it's not like there's a, like, like a cookie cutter way of running like a business. That is exactly what it is. I, I would say like, I don't even, it's like entrepreneur or, or like whatever. It's basically like being like adaptable and trying to figure out problems. That's yeah. like, it's kind of like what it is, you know, in the end while still, still continuing to make money, I guess. But like, that's the idea is like solving yeah. these problems. But yeah, I mean, is, is that, I mean, how long have you been self employed in that sense? I mean, is that something like, how long has that been? I feel like it's probably been a while, right? Where you really have yeah. relied on yourself to, um, I guess, well, I mean, like completely self-employed, like, uh, I've, it's been since, um, 2017. Yeah. So about, uh, it's September, 2017. So about three and a half years. Yeah. And that sort of like seems to be that that's, if there's any success, you know, because again, trying to define what success means, right? There's really no way to define it. It, But I think if, if you can find a way to do what you enjoy enough to sustain yourself, I guess that's all you can do. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. And, you know, it's like I was working on my brother's truck before that. I mean, it's like Little Elephant always has had a little like a way of like propping us up Mm -hmm. while still working a part time gig. Sure. Um, But losing the part time gig was was, yeah, back in 2017. There's always that movement where that that part time thing. Yeah. And the other thing tried to there's the they moved where one starts to just don't actually need this thing anymore. You know, it's kind of beautiful. Right. There's always it's pretty rare for someone to just throw themselves into this one thing and starve themselves to death. Until right. There's some great moment where you can do it. You kind of have to be creative and find other ways to employ, yeah. employ yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, put food on the table for yourself or family. Exactly. That's something yeah. I still deal with. I mean, as a musician, nothing the band's ever done is provided, you know, a significant true way. Yeah. Like I'm like not like tough. I fed my kid with this gig. There's no. never been that, you no. know what I mean? But what it, it, but it does provide a quality of, keeps you mentally sane and if you're creating and it, and it sustains itself there's power in that too right i think that's the big move like there's an art there's a hobby and that you're just throwing money into it and you just like it there's this middle road where it, it sustains itself it doesn't yeah. take away from your other resources it doesn't take away from other sure. things mm-hmm. it just does it for itself that's where the trino leaves is right now it's like yeah none of us have to spend our own money to get things done yeah. right it it, it, yep. it it provides for itself but there's that other step of like well then now how, how does it provide out, out, not just that but other things you know yeah. that's like that's tricky yeah, yeah. that's tricky you know and i think right. it's cool to to know it's possible yeah you know, and then you don't have to rely on other people to do that you know? yeah like I, yeah I, I got burned out just relying on too many other people for my own success or failures, you know, and I yeah. think it's something that it's got to feel better to fail and succeed at your own thing. Yeah, you definitely. Know, you know, in many ways. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Having all that, it's like, yeah, I think that that's kind of like where, where little elephant lived for a long time. It was basically like that middle one, you know, where, you know, it's kind of like, it, it's definitely running itself. And basically it's like, it's running itself and we might get like this little bit of money sometimes. To reinvest in it or something yeah, too, right? There's to that. To reinvest or yeah. or just be like, look, guys, we got like we got a. There's a like check. there's a check in the <laughs> mail, right? No, it's like look, I get my look, streaming look. check from Spotify every yeah. quarterly. It's depressing, but it exists. You know, yeah. I can go. I yeah. did it. You know what I mean? Like it's still real. You know, it's right. Like, and it, it's like you know, and it's it kind of was just all all that for for so long of kind of, and then also kind of just being like, man, like someday, hopefully, you know. And the, I mean, my wife could like fucking give you the whole rundown i mean she's stuck with me like through all that shit and and uh the it's like (laughs) she basically like supported me for a couple years you know there's always there's always some element of needing that other support whatever it could be it's financial mental or even just giving you a space to work in that you can do it yourself. Yeah. You know, there's always the other element of needing help. Yeah, I, think I mean, I was living, I was living with her. Like, I was still like at the um, house. So, like, I was still, I'm st- like still paying rent at the house at the studio. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm living with her, and she's not. I'm not like charging like, helping you. Her, sure, to, like, you know, yeah, like, you gotta give all. me rent like, too, right? Like, hey, I understand. Yeah, it's like she's taking care of all of like our bills. Yeah, that went on for forever, and I, I like, like straight up remember being like, <laughs> like almost like pleading with her, like. Someday it will be okay. <laughs> you know? Promise me. Yeah, like, like I, um, that's okay. Well, you need someone. To, well, that's the truth, though. And I think sometimes you need support from partners and stuff to give you the ability to jump off the cliff a little bit, right? Yeah. Because if you don't have yeah, that, yeah, if you sure. don't have that support, you're never going to do it. And then yeah. you know, I think then you become bitter, 
And yeah, you don't, yeah. don't want to be bitter at people. Be like, yeah, man, she if you allowed be, me to do that. You know? That's true. So that's, that's a good awesome. point. Yeah, I mean, you know, she I, get, definitely like allowed me to do that, and she didn't give me shit. You know. Sure. So that's you know that, that's a lot of credit to her in that way. So that was something like that I can share that was a monumental for me in the band was that like there was a point where even like our, one of our earlier records where we were promoting, we were playing a lot of shows, and I was away from my family a lot, and we weren't making money. There was actually a weekend where we played three shows and came back with like nothing. It was just one of those yeah. things where you're just like what am I doing with myself? And my wife was just sort of like, you have to like, there needs to be something you're coming home with. I don't know what it is. Right. Yeah. Like it, it, it sort of like, at least having like a show that was like, that was the show that we played to that guy. Some, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> you know? but I think what it helped me realize is that I reevaluated what the band was. And I, I started to expect more of what our work was. So we ended up sort of saying, Hey, we're going to, we're going to ask for guarantees now. We're going to say, this is what we yeah. do. And this is what it costs. Right. Sure. And so rare for a band to do that. You've done that with little elephant. It's not like, Hey man, I'll make some records for you. What's cool. Right. Like right. it's like whatever you can do, Definitely. you know, it's like, this is what it costs. For this sure. is what I do. And sometimes for an artist as a band to do that, it seems a little like kind of dickish. Like, Definitely. who are you guys? Like, but no, Definitely. But it's, it's totally help. It's worse. I don't know how like we actually do that now. And people are like, okay, that's great. I appreciate you know. You can tell me no. All you have to do is ask. I guess it's kind of messed up. I you know totally what I mean? know what you're saying. I mean, it's like you know, it's like at some at some point, it's like you guys want us to play. I mean, we're we're musicians. It's not like it's even crazy. It's like if you're a cover musician, you get paid. I know. You know. No one really asks. No one's like, "Hey, we're gonna be covers tonight, like for free." I mean, like, what you the crazy? Hell? That's like not even a thing. But right? when you do it why with your is, own stuff, why, people think, oh, "Why, why would you want it?" You know. It, honestly, it's like it's actually baffling the fact that like it's it is that way. It's, it should be the other way. You know. Well, I mean, it's like everybody should just get paid, whatever, fine. But yeah, like it's kind of funny that like when you're playing your own, I don't know. I I guess it's because it's your own, and there is like the. Well, it's subjectiveness, like saying, I guess. It's like saying what I do is worth something, right? Now, if you play a cover, yeah. if you're playing cover band, you're like, I can perform these things that give you a feeling. Yeah, and you're worth some nostalgic feeling. Yeah. So I, you're gonna pay me for that nostalgic feeling I can give you because I didn't yeah. have research. You're worth learn. the feeling that people get from playing someone else's. That's kind of what yeah. it is. That's what you're paying for, right? To I guess say, that's hey, what it is. You're but yeah, it's so. like it's like I'm, you're, you're like a time traveler with this band. Like, oh man, yeah. I heard this, you know, Jesse's girl. You know, you're just yeah, like, right. what in the hell is going on? But like for someone to say. This thing that you don't know that's me is worth this sort of monetary value. Yeah. And it's really tough, you know. I mean, it's really cool. Yeah, Even no. with us with the record that we put out with you guys, we we invest twenty five dollars for that thing. It's a comic book yeah, and a record. That's, that's not cheap, man. Yeah. Like it'd be like twenty five bucks, you're like, damn, all right. But I felt like I mean, I'll tell you how much it cost to make it. It wasn't, you know, I'm not making a whole lot on it, but it's still like, it's pretty, it's tough. To, it felt weird to ask for $25 because as a band, you're, you're your default to be like t five, 10 bucks, you know, oh, t-shirt, maybe 15, but 25, you're like, damn, but then, like, like if you look it's at like an like investment, art. but it's helped us fund future, future projects because right. we did that, you know, that money goes well, so like far. That, like 25 bucks doesn't seem that crazy to me um, because it was so like, there's so much to it. Sure. But, uh, but then, you know, it's like if you see a piece of art on the wall, it could be anything. And you don't even, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, it's like the quality of, but it's like, I don't know, it's weird because it's like with musicians, it's like there's an expected price. Mm -hmm. Whereas like with art, it's very, not. it's very like, yeah, whatever like you want, anything you want, whatever. Yeah. It's like you just throw something on it and sometimes it feels that way. Like imagine it if music was way. weighted that way where like you paid more for a record because it was like better music oh God, or something that's like yeah, that's not i know but that's what they do in you art, know what I mean? in actual yeah. artwork it's the like, same that thing is, so that why is, is music is. not seen that way yeah, like this record's worth like 50 bucks it's a killer record like this right. one's worth like five let's be real right. these songs are pretty good yeah we all have like we have limitations <laughs> on like what we can sell our stuff for it's pretty weird yeah i don't know it's great to see that you've been so successful enough to create something that i think there's a need for and I think yeah. Northwest Ohio is there's some people here who are doing stuff that's unique, mm -hmm. especially to music. Um, this area is like has a deep history in music far more than most people are aware of. I mean, even Bowling Green, strange like you like, you know, Travis went to BG. You you poked your head in here for a while. Obviously, I've been stuck in the city for a I used while. To play Howard's exclusively. Yeah, like, so Rob, thank you for coming in today. Yeah, I think this has been a great conversation. I think cool. uh, a lot of stuff you've done with Little Elephant is really it's inspiring because again, I really like talking to people who are doing their own thing who have created something that didn't exist before and they're having some success with it and you know, certainly failures too, but I think that's part sure. of it. Right. So I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah. It's so, very cool. um, so that's kind of the end of the episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with even more guests. We have Robin Blake next week from, uh, from Cleveland, Ohio. 
Um, he's really got a great pro, uh, sort of jazz fusion soul project there that we'll be talking more about and I'll be heading out there. But uh, Rob, nice. thank you so much. Uh, coming from Bowling Green and uh, thanks for the beers. That was nice, actually. Oh, yeah, so, uh, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out a little, a little elephant, uh, you know, see more of what they're into. And if you're someone who wants someone who's looking to have something put on vinyl, I guess Rob would be a decent person to talk to. So, yeah. all right, Rob, thank we'll you, talk to you later. Appreciate yep. it. Cool.